Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hello, one and all. <clears throat> what are you saying, Cody? You scared me. Oh, sorry. Josh, am I? did I scare you too? Are you, you okay? You don't scare me. Wow. But I do fascinate you. <laughs> Honestly, no, not really. Not anymore. He admires your parody. Well, honestly, it feels good for me that, you know, I fascinated you at a time, but then you saw through my... After, after a while, I kind of just stop being surprised by the shit that comes out of your mouth and Absolutely. you're just like, all right, that's what happens. Everybody gets past the uh, the shock of your false intellectualness. It's, it's actually false intellectuality, okay? Sharks. That actually might be right. It's actually... <laughs> it's not. I don't think so. Oh, it, sounds, it sounds better than what I said. Intellectuality is... N- no, it's not a word. Okay. It should be. It's a bigly good word. Oh, no, it actually is. Okay. There you go. Sorry. Shit. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Josh, that I know words, because that was, I was leaning into the I'm an, I'm an idiot joke, and it didn't work. Oh, well. Uh, so we're in February, you guys. This is the yes, first day of February. Black Panther is moments, a collection of moments away. Everything in the world is a collection of moments away. Oh, um, <laughs> and I thought when I was the intellectual. When does that movie come out? Because I do not know. 16th, I think? Oh, it's 16th. It's Valentine's Day weekend. Oh, hell yeah. It's going date. against the Shades of Grey. Pretty smart on their behalf, I think. But uh, Movies are a bit dead right now. The Oscar stuff is already is kind of <laughs> hanging around for people to see. Get Out has actually been re-released. So could have finally done Where, an episode Has it been on re-released around here? Because yeah. I want to watch that again. Uh, I think it's in Syracuse. I could just like right now, right now. I think so. Because I know they're doing that um, festival again, like they did last year. Oh, really? But I'm definitely not spending forty five dollars on a ticket this time because I've seen all the movies. True. I'm yeah. It's actually Moonlight too. It starts at ten twenty five, so you could probably make the showing if we finish in the next I don't know hour. Well, I didn't know. Maybe I'll go see it tomorrow. Yeah. But or you could go see Call Me by Your Name, aka the most annoying and overrated movie of the year. According to I me. don't want to see Moonlight too. Why would I go see that? I've been asking myself the same question. It's, it's a good movie and it's, it's better than Tell me why Get it's out. a good movie. It's not better than Get Out. Are you fucking joking? You haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. it, but I can imagine that it's just boring. I liked it. It's people on bikes for two and a half hours. It's a really One nice my friends story told me I discovering like their sexuality. With zero chemistry. Then I shit all over it saying it wouldn't work if it was a straight couple. It wouldn't work if it was a straight couple either because there's no, like I said, there's no chemistry. And I mean, it wouldn't be as I thought there was. Characters aren't written so poorly. I just uh, No, they're not. I think they are. Like, not. People are just going crazy over it. I don't know why. It's talking about false intellectuals. You yeah, know what seriously. I mean? I don't trust anybody who... Says calling call me by your name is great because that is just wrong according to me. It's good, not great. I just like you watch that right. You sat there for two and a half hours and watched that. Yeah, I sat. And you didn't get bored or at all. I mean, it's slow. Okay. Okay. 
It's like I don't. I don't you like you must really like bike rides because that is the bike ride event movie of the year. <laughs> that and Stranger Things. I don't know which. I don't know one how you. More. I don't know how you didn't get bored during. Uh, what what's that movie called? The where nothing happens. It comes at night. How'd you not get bored during that? Things no, happen though. Seriously, nothing. Nothing happens, nothing happens and, and it comes at night. Yeah, there's You're, nothing happens and then they all die at the end. Are you kidding me? Nothing happens. Come on. They, yeah, nothing happens. They nothing, walk around a house. Not one nothing thing comes. They get scared. Then they all. Then they, then they shoot everyone. And then the baby dies. So those the are end. things that. Happen. Well, that's what it is again. They kill a kid. Yeah, it's it's all about paranoia. It's paranoia. It it's is boring. Uh, you have bad. Your your taste has just gone south. I gotta say, I thought I loved it comes at night. Oh, why? Everybody sure liked was. it comes at night. No, they didn't. A lot of people didn't. It has like a forty-five on Rotten Tomatoes audience score. Oh, oh yeah, you really I, trust that? So does the Last Jedi. Yeah, so, true. Cody, would you would you care to guess the letterboxed score for It Comes at Night? Let me think. It Comes at Night's an A twenty four movie, so they're gonna like. I'm gonna say it's a. It's out of five, just so you remember. I know. Okay. I, I use Letterbox too. Okay, I'm just making sure. Uh, I still want to lead you. Oh, it gets a D on Cinema Score. Well, who did Cody Letterbox? What do you think? Um, a three point eight. Josh, what do you think? It I said a cinema score, which is we're not talking about that. We're talking about Letterbox yeah. score. Yeah, I don't care about Letterbox. No one else, nobody but us three knows what Letterbox is. Okay, well, people that use thirty-one point two thousand people say they've seen the movie, and it's got an average rating of three point four with oh, six sixty-six hundred four-star reviews, and six point two on IMDb. Okay. <laughs> your, your your take on the movie is so confusing. I don't understand it. You, nothing happened. Ah, whatever. We got to move on. Uh, let's move on oh, with the game. Right. We're going to play a little game of Guess the Movie. And this is a really complex game. So let me explain the rules. You have to guess a movie based on clues. Crap, I don't get it. Everybody get Okay. Mm. <laughs> this game's called Flip a Coin. <laughs> <laughs> this game is called Guess a Number Between 1 and 3. <laughs> okay. Uh, who wants to go first? Cody? Josh? I'll go first to get you it out of the first. way. Okay, Cody. Cody. The, and the the special, because of what we're talking about later, The Incredibles, the category and the emphasis is animated films. Cody, your movie is a spinoff. It was released in the 2010s, a.k.a. our current decade. It made over $500 million at the worldwide box office was nominated for Best Animated Feature at the Academy Awards and features the voice talents of Zach Galifianakis. I get more actors? I'll give you two. How about Salma Hayek? Salma Hayek and Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, it is Thornton. I thought it was Thornton. Like, T-H-O-R-T-O-N. Wow. I think it's Thornton. It is Thornton. It's on his Wikipedia page. Wow. Hmm. Good for him. Um, He's 62 a years spin-off? old. Spin-off? It's a spin-off. <laughs> a spin-off of what? <laughs> Can't tell you that. It would give it away. This character did appear... I Maybe it goes without saying, but it, he did appear... Uh-oh, I just gave another clue in the spin-off series beforehand. Oh shit! What? 
Um, oh, I have no idea. 2010s. Am I out of hints? Uh, I could probably give you one more. What do you? What is something you'd like to know? Um, other than the is name it like of the a, a Pixar or like how animated? It's a hundred percent animated. Like hand drawn. CGI. Okay. Oh, I know what this is. That Galifianakis, huh? Google's intensely. I forgot I what he, I no forgot idea. he was in that. Wow. Um, Gonna give you a five count. Oh, fuck it. Didn't they make a Mater movie? <laughs> <laughs> if only. No, they um, did not. Planes. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. What well, is it? Josh, what do you what do you think mm-hmm. it is? It's a, is it Puss in Boots? It's Puss in Boots. That's what Fuck I that. Two points to go to Josh. That was, a, that was a cute little movie. No, I'm kidding. No points to go to Josh. No. Good try, Cody, though. We're, I just gave we're a all compliment you. to a movie about a cat. You don't, get, you don't get points for being a good person. I'm sorry. Acknowledging how great cats are is not... For being normal? You're, you're trying to get a... <laughs> hey, Josh. Josh, your film was released in the 1990s. Stars Tom Hulse, Hulsey, Hulchi. Who I don't know. The hell is that? From who That's starred in Amadeus. It is set in Europe and received an Oscar nomination for best original s- music. Best original music. See, I think it's a movie that is one of my favorite movies, but I don't know. It is not I, the Great Mouse Detective. No, not because <clears throat> I thought about that. Is it is it a DreamWorks movie? No, it is not. Fuck. Okay. I will answer two more questions though, and maybe offer one more hint, depending how good I'm feeling. Give me another Fuck. hint. One more hint. Uh, what what kind of hint are you looking for? Uh, can you give me like the? I don't know. Can you give me like the the exact year? Or like, uh, hmm. can I? I'll I'll give you a range. How about I that? Nineteen ninety four to nineteen ninety seven. It was released okay. in there. Let me see. I'm curious. Is it? Is it? I guess it wouldn't be CG animated. Those didn't happen then. Um, oh no! What, shit. At what point in? Time does it take place? Uh, the past. Okay. Like, far in the past? I mean... I was going to tell him. There's... Far in the past is actually, like, thousands of years. That's super subjective. Yeah, you can't really... Uh, (laughs) Like, far from us, sure, but there's trillions of years that came before us, so, like, you know... Not really. One second. If it, I don't know, I know where it takes place. You got one more question. Oh, oh my God! I didn't can't. Uh, is it? No, is it? Let me think. Sure, I'm not gonna fuck up my guess. Um, you have three guesses. Oh, that's right. But, you, but if you guess, you forfeit your right to ask any more questions. But if you if you based, exercise is, the three it, questions now, is it based on a true story? I can't. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't think so either. 
Fuck, then it's not what I think of. Because apparently Cody knows too. But... Uh, I looked it up. Okay, we'll see. Okay, all right, so... No, um, no, no, here. no, 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 no. Let me tell him that no. he, he didn't get a real answer for the time. I don't care, that's not... I, th- I don't want to give it away. That would give it away, I think. All right. Okay. So, you can start guessing. I was going to be way wrong. I'll give you I'll give you a bonus hint. It, music was composed by Alan Menken. I don't know if I know who that is. Oh, is it Disney? Okay, so it's is it a Disney movie then? Could be. Ooh. Start guessing. Five count coming. Would you would you consider this a fantasy movie? No more questions. Five. Just do your guesses, dude. Four. Is it is it the hunchback of Notre Dame? Ding ding ding. Oh, sweet. Ding. Is that what you thought, Cody? That's what I knew. I looked it up, Mason. Oh, okay. <laughs> I originally thought it was Pocahontas, but then you said it wasn't true. So Pocahontas this... wasn't true either. Well, yeah, true. That story is all bullshit. Was Hunchback of um... Notre Dame true? <laughs> no, it's based on a book. Mm. I was going to say Victor that it took place Hugo. during the French Revolution, but I was way wrong. Yeah, it was, it was Italy, wasn't it? No, it takes place in Notre Dame. Oh. Which is in Paris. You know what? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. Poor hunchback in Notre Dame. He just wanted love. Oh well. Uh, go <laughs> ahead, Josh. This is the best lesson of all. Never you want love. Don't be gross. <laughs> yeah. Best way to get fall in love is to not be repulsive and ugly. So. <laughs> Thanks, kids. Oh. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Okay, Joshua, go for it. Okay, your movie. You have the longest name of us, by the way. That's true, I do. You, I don't like my name. Yeah, six letters, mine's five, Cody's is four. That's my given Everything's name. just about statistics to you, isn't it? Numbers are how I can make sense of the world, and I like them. They're comforting. Let's see, who has the longest last name? Redfield is, Red is, is eight. M-E-R-R. Mine is... Uh, seven. You don't have to measure everything. Oh, yeah, you you know. two Josh is six. So it's fine. Oh, congrats! Who's the Shortest longest middle name? name? <laughs> which I'm which one saying. of our names not... has the has the highest number of individual letters? I'm not telling you my Let's middle see. name, so we can move on. I think I know your. Well, you've said your middle name before. I probably Maybe. have. Isn't like what's yours? Mine. Yeah. Well, I'm not giving that away. It's private. <laughs> you guys want my social security number too? Yeah, just and my credit it. card numbers too. Social is much more valuable. Yeah, true. You could do some nasty stuff. Uh, I right. now. Give me, give me some hints. Okay, your movie came out. Mm-hmm. Let me pull this back up. In it came out between two thousand five and two thousand ten. Shark Tale, boom, got it. <laughs> Did That's I get guess. it? No. No. <laughs> 2000... That was 2004. Ah, damn it. It was amazing. Wasn't there a car wash? I've never movie? seen it. I've... Going to the... Yeah, it was 2004. That's too bad. It stars a very controversial actor. Oh, Gibson. Oh, five to ten. roles. Okay. Yep. Um, and... What else? No, that's a dead giveaway. Um, give me a lot to go on. Give me some like hard stats, it's like about, you know, 
<laughs> numbers. How long is it? It is 120. No, 100. It's an hour and 25 minutes. Jesus. Okay, so it's not that long. It's an animated movie. It's got a nominee for best animated feature. Okay. Can you tell me who it beat? Uh, no. Okay. Smart move. Smart move. <sighs> okay, so what I got so far is 125 minutes stars a controversial actor. Uh, that's not really much of a hint, but, you know, it's fine. I gave you it, names. I, I gave I'll you give names. you one other I, Give me the, some names. I gave you way it, more hints than that. The director. Uh-huh. Or one of the directors. Oh. Is has done several Disney films, classic Disney films. Oh, my God. You are the worst at giving hints. <laughs> They're just yeah. the most broad, sweeping Well, don't give him the controversial actor. Give him the other actor. Yeah. Another actor. He's obviously also, not the only person in the movie. It also stars James Woods. James Woods? He acts? <laughs> he had a career between 2005 and 2010? Are you sure? Apparently. Are you sure? Well, I... <laughs> The only one I know of is uh, Aladdin. No, not Aladdin. Hercules, Hercules. And that was out in the 90s. So my guess would be that it was by right. one of the directors of Hercules. Because they, they obviously somehow were able to stand working with James Woods. Hmm. Uh, when is this period... It Was this film set in... <sighs> oh, let me ask you this. Are the characters in it human? No. Ooh, it's over the hedge. <laughs> it's a good movie. Uh, let's see. Oh, fuck! <laughs> In case you're wondering, I just jumped into a pool of lava. Wow, happens game. to the best of us. Uh, <laughs> let's see. James Woods, 5 to 10. Um, hmm, what else can you give me? That's somewhat specific. It also stars a an actor who. Okay, come on. <laughs> Just give him the the controversial one, dude. No, I'm not telling you because that's a dead giveaway. It's the like one of the only voice roles he's ever done. Controversial. It's a he. <laughs> that's not a hint. Oh, no, no, that was too late. I was gonna, I was thinking Rango. Johnny Depp, but that was you say oh between oh between oh five and ten, right? Yep. Okay, that couldn't have been. <laughs> hmm. What else? What else can you give me? Think one more thing. Yeah. All right, I'll give you one more. Um. God, James Woods is such a scumbag. Now I just I can't. I need to say that. It is the worst. The movie's plot. Okay. Revolves around a sport. Airbud. No people. It's a sp- nobody plays a person. It's a sport. James Woods, O five to ten. Can you tell me how much the movie made? Wow. Not not a lot. Okay. As far as I know, let me check. Ha. Hundred and forty nine million. About to give you a five count. What sport? 
I'll say, I'll say, uh, maybe it's not, maybe some people don't consider it a sport, so an activity. Oh, <laughs> Josh Needle, you tried to put one over on me, didn't you? A sport. It's an activity? Hmm. I don't know. Could it by any chance call. take place on an island setting? Starring a man whose last name means beef? Can I get a surf's up up in here? Boom. Right? You're correct. Yeah! <laughs> I watch that all the time. I saw that. I've seen that like three or four times at least. <laughs> Fucking why? I don't know. It's great. It was on TV. It's, it's so funny. That is wow. I that's the first time. I mean, the first time I think I've heard of that movie in a long ass time. So who's the controversial I, actor? Shia LaBeouf. Oh, wow. That is a poll. That is such a two. What was that? Uh, yeah, that's such a 2007 movie. <laughs> John. I want to know how I know that because John Heater's in it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh wow! I was trying to figure yeah. out how to hint at him, but that's hard. Napoleon Dynamite. Well, I, I don't. I only know looking at the Wikipedia page now that he was in the movie. I know he's the chicken of him. Okay. Well, a rooster. Let's let's pay okay. some respects. He's a cock. <laughs> a di- a dimwitted rooster it. named Chicken Joe. <laughs> His name uh, is Chicken. Apparently. Yeah, that don't. movie did not do well. Hundred million dollars made. One hundred forty-nine. Bada bing. Wow. So, want to hear some game night standings, guys? Because apparently we still do, or I still keep these. <laughs> Cody, you're currently in last place at 10.5 points. Sad. They're bad games. I'm sorry. They're good games. Josh yeah. is in first place with 15. <laughs> and I am in second place with 940. I mean 14 and a half. So it is neck and whatever Josh has. So, let us dole out some predictions, you guys, for Black Panther, which will be out in a couple weeks. People have seen it. The buzz is good. Ticket sales been strong. But it is our job to say how strong they will be. So, I would like to start this time. I'm going to go 91%. With an opening weekend of hmm, one hundred and twenty-eight million dollars, Cody, would you like to go next? Yeah, hold on. I'm definitely not googling this right now. <laughs> Josh, would you like to go next? Sure. Okay. I'm gonna go eighty-seven percent. Really? Why is that? I don't know. It's, it's a good score. Not, there's no, you know, there's no disputing that. But this seems like a surefire '90s to me. But, I mean, I don't know. Okay. Um, and uh, 135 million. Mm. Okay. So Mason, what did you say? I don't know. You said 91. Maybe. Josh, can you help me out? Don't, yeah, do not offer any help. That's what he said. He said 91. Okay, so I'm going to say 92%. <laughs> um, I think it's going to do $160 million. Holy shit. Jo- Cody, I thought we were allies in this. It's going to be BVS, baby. You don't mean me. 
And you want to know why it's going to get higher than 91%? Why you want to hear my low-key racist <laughs> beliefs? Because it's black hair. People are going to be way too scared to make, or to yeah. um, say it's a bad movie. I mean, there are already people criticizing the CGI. I wish we didn't live in a world where that's a reality, but... <sighs> of all the realities I, I wish we didn't live in, that's very low on my list. Yeah, I mean... Well, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I won't. Believe me. Believe me. As he's drafting up a This Man is Racist page. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have that many This Man is Racist page, pages, so it would take me a lot longer than this podcast to put it together. <laughs> Only like three. And they're all members of uh, reality TV shows on VH1. So. It's all Brett Michaels. <laughs> why Brett Michaels is a racist. Brett Michaels is a racist, and here's why. It's just... Basically, my whole income goes to Brett Michaels-related domain names. So now you know. <laughs> so now you know. What would happen if he took off his bandana? Would his scalp just fall off, or what? I'm pretty sure it just—it's—it's it's hiding his brain. Oh, okay. Rip, Brett Michaels. You're not dead, but <laughs> diabetes did that to him. Oh really? I thought it was drugs. I'm pretty sure he has diabetes. What a loser. Who gets who gets diabetes? Weirdos. I have a friend with diabetes. We just lost half the fucking viewership. God damn it. <laughs> diabetes and the Ruskies are our, people with diabetes and Ruskies are our biggest audience, I gotta say. <laughs> Those damn Ruskies trying to interfere. Actually, uh, um Yeah, so with Incredibles two coming out, aka the millennial event of the year. Now seemed like a good time, especially when there's nothing really out. Uh, once Josh finishes setting up his IKEA furniture, then um... <laughs> what'd you get, Josh? A sick end table? A couch. You got actually. a couch. Good, oh, good. Rest in peace, the founder of IKEA, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna have an IKEA nearby, Cody, Rochester. So we there's have a... one, or going to? I think the uh, the local area is going to. Coles wow, is better. Can't wait to drive three hours to go. Or how long does it take to get to Rochester? It's like a buck twenty. I went to see concert this summer. It was good. Rochester, sneaky nice city. I really like. I don't it. know. I've always heard bad things. My friend went to U of R. Uh huh. And he said that right outside of the school's cam- um, campus is like really bad, mm. like crime and shit. What kind of crimes? You're Financial crimes. Last Rochester. <laughs> Where's your Kodak factory now? <laughs> They do have the Rochester Redbirds. The York joke if I've ever heard one. They have the Rochester Redbirds, who are the AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. So, oh, what do you know? That's pretty great. I don't know when I when I got there, like you you come down like Main Street or whatever, and like the quote unquote skylines in front of you, and they have a nice little sign that says "Welcome to Rochester," and I was like, "Wow, I sure feel welcome." Uh, Rochester, shout out. Um, so yeah, The Incredibles is coming out. So. We we're gonna talk about or the Incredibles two is coming out, so there's no better time than to revisit the original two thousand four, one of the greatest animated movies of all time, The Incredibles. Uh, Cody, you want to give initial thoughts on Los Incredibles? I don't speak that fucking language, dude. Um, K, The Incredibles is. One of, if not my favorite Pixar movie, it's not my pick favorite one because I just remember Toy Story exists. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
up on that list though. I don't remember. We did a top five, or yeah. top ten. Five. I think. You can go listen to that episode. It's one of the best superhero movies ever made. Yeah. And it's just it, it's a fun movie. I wish I watched it again before we sad started doing this. I'm sure. It, I'm sure you saw it enough times as a child to that. Can we just go the through good, the entire plot? No, the good memories are going to come right back to you. Well, I mean, yeah, I just I remember all the good, like all the performances are good. Yeah, the story was good and relatable for some reason, even though I'm a, I was a child last time I saw it. And that movie's all about trying to regain your past. Yeah, which this, is what I've been doing. <laughs> one of the few movies about nostalgia in the good old days that I can I can stomach, and this is like it's like Death of a Salesman, but for superheroes, and it's so freaking awesome. Josh, initial overall impressions on The Incredibles. It's great. Mm-hmm. Good, good to hear. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you remember where oh, this was boy. on your list when you did our, did our uh, Pittsburgh? That's my number. Still have it? If I if I think right now, I think it's on my number five or four, something like that. Um, yeah, I love The Incredibles. It's one of the best superhero movies, one of the best animated movies, one of the best Pixar movies. It's... Mm-hmm. it's like it's um, it's an amazing movie it's it's like you said this in your letterbox thing but it's like it is a, it's a deconstruction of superheroes mm-hmm. and it's probably the best eh, second best to if, me if i may quote myself directly i said lessons this movie could teach the three superhero franchises marvel writing good villains isn't hard you just have to try dc it is possible to make a movie deconstructing the idea of superheroes that doesn't make the audience want to kill themselves. You just suck <laughs> at it. So, if I may, directly quote myself. And Fox was give up on Gambit. That had nothing to do with anything. They just need to give up on Gambit. I think they put it on hold. Maybe our grandchildren will get to see Gambit. What do you think, Josh? Probably great, not. Great-grandchildren? Only, though, I only want that to happen if it's still Channing Tatum when he's, like, 90. <laughs> that would be... Well, by then, it'll, they'll do the Peter Cullen or whatever... The, the Grand Moff Tarkin. It'll just Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh him. no! Is that Uncanny Valley? We're back. Peter Cullen. Is that? No, I don't think so. Peter, who's who played Moff, Grand Moff Tarkin? It's Peter something. Peter uh, Cushing. Cushing. Yeah. Right. Cush, Peter so Cushing cool. for the pushing. And my thoughts on Incredibles. You guys didn't laugh at that, so you can both go to hell. Because it's disrespectful and he was fucking skin and bones. I know, that makes the it joke funny. doesn't even make sense. But yeah, it does. It's a bad joke. I'm sorry, Mason. <laughs> uh, oh well. Maybe I'll get one someday. Um, yeah, I'll be one. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Incredibles is marvelous. It's one of my favorite superhero movies, movies of all time, one of my favorite Pixar movies. It's right behind uh inside out number two and then toy story two at number one and it's gonna i think it's gonna stay there uh this movie is so ridiculously smart and entertaining and full of just imagination and that's you know that's kind of saying it's like talk saying a dog can bark when it comes to pixar because that's kind of their whole thing is they're awesome around the board but um you know especially these days, I would assume that after, you know, this movie came out in 2004, I'd assume that after 14 years of, you know, progressively more superhero movies a year, that this would see, that go, re- revisiting this would feel like, you know, it's hitting all the right notes, but it does hit, it does hit a lot of similar notes of a superhero movie, but it does them so much more, 
like I don't, either honestly or just with a different fresh perspective and it's it's something that i think only can be done in animation where you can you know you don't really have to <laughs> you're not limited so much by having actual people in it and I'll, I'll i'll say i've always thought it'd be cool and incredibles is proof that it could happen it'd be cool if in their next move some superhero studio was like you know what live action's great but let's let's put off let's pull try to pull off a an universe or franchise of just animated superhero movies keep the same cast you can mo capture it whatever and just and try it out because i think the incredibles is evidence that something like that could definitely work so the first thing i want to bring to the table and as a topic of discussion the beginning of this movie with the documentary and the uh mr incredible on his wedding day just everything set in the past is fantastic and it's so and it's so adult because you got a lot of gunfire and then a dude suing because Mr. Incredible interrupted his suicide. And that's like the ignition of the plot. Like, how cool is that for a Pixar movie? That's that's really dark. I know. It's great. The guy. <laughs> I don't remember that. The guy's like, I don't, yeah, like he, Mr. Incredible goes, like he's on his way to his wedding and then he hears something across the scanner. There's like a guy rob a bank and then he stops to help an old lady get her cat out of the tree. By the way, one cat, zero dogs, win for Incredibles. Uh, and then he stops the robbers, he saves the cat, and Buddy, who becomes Syndrome, jumps in his car or whatever, and he kicks him out. And then he sees that a guy's jumping from a building. He leaps, saves the guy, crashes into the whatever, and then he runs into another supervillain, Bon Voyage, who I think is really funny. He's just this French guy who blows stuff up, <laughs> and it's just a good name. And... Then Buddy shows back up, and he gets a bomb planted to him, and hijinks ensue, whatever. Uh, a railroad track blows up, and he stops it and saves a bunch of people. And then it jumps immediately, and then he goes to his wedding, and then jumps immediately into sort of the fallout of him saving that guy, and how you know the guy just is like, I didn't want to be saved. Now my, I have to live a life in misery because my neck is broken, X, Y, Z. And then the superheroes are sent into basically public exile, and they're forced to hang up the capes, and live as normal uh, members of society. And that's so where the movie watching. picks up. Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah, actually, it is a lot. It's very Watchmen-inspired, come to think of it. Huh, I didn't make that connection before. So who no, in this is... My uh, contribution, boys, I'm out. Yeah, all right, see you later, Cody. Uh, what, did you, what do you think about the opening few minutes, Josh? Did you like it? No, I love it, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's just a great way to backstory everything, and it's mm-hmm. effective. And it's just it's awesome. And it's just a cool story. Like um, like th- this world where superheroes, there was a dime a dozen, and then it just for one fluke of all things, a lawsuit is what pushes them out of the public eye and forces them to forces them to retreat. It's just so like it's what I'm talking about. That's a new perspective on it. it's fresh and interesting. Uh, it's um, ultimately it's even realistic of what it would be like if there were superheroes because you know. I know in Batman they explain all of the damage he causes away by the the Wayne Foundation paying for paying for construction. But in real life, if you had a superhero traipsing around New York City wrecking stuff every other day, stopping supervillains, this is exactly what would happen. People would say, "I'm man." J. Jonah Jameson wouldn't be a secret villain. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. And. I guess uh, one one of the things that runs through the beginning that I loved especially is the music. 
Uh, oh, yeah, the theme. I love the theme. I get down on Michael Giacchino all the time because I just, it feels like he's trying to be John Williams when I don't think he's up to the task. But then whenever I listen, whenever a track from The Incredibles comes up, I just get, to, I get excited for his career again. Uh, and the music in this is some of the best in any movie, really. It's so energetic and fun and makes this makes the movie just sound and feel big and even when it's small it's just it's got that it's got that scope to it and i love it um what do what do you guys think about the music i love it yeah what i remember it's good yeah it's one it's like one of the best superhero themes ever Mm -hmm. i agree uh that might be a fun list to do someday is uh top 10 superhero themes there's one that's that might that might in truth be told that's probably an honorable mention on my list but only because it's wrong i would have about two or three the 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 danny alfman remix of it without the fucking electric violins why that takes away the great that takes away what makes it great makes the over flamboyance so fucking dumb i hate it so much (laughs) boring ass trumpet too much it's doesn't fit with our character i just can't do it it fits so well with our character real quick drinking game take a shot when we argue about the merits of the wonder woman score take a shot every time i complain about it (laughs) you fucking die yeah that'd be ripping peace whoever did that game uh let's talk a little bit about the family here uh right off the top and this has been said many times before i'm sure you guys have heard it before but um it is so genius how the powers are matched to uh, the characters' personalities so well, uh, except for Frozone, because that doesn't doesn't really make much sense other than he's just cool. <laughs> other than other than Samuel Jackson is cool. That's like the only connection I can find. But like uh, Mr. Incredible, his strength is super strength because he's the father and he's having to like be he's having to like lift the, put the family kind of on his back with uh, being the one who has a job and all that. Um, uh, the mother, Elastigirl, is. She can stretch because she's having to kind of stretch herself so thin to manage the family. Violet can turn herself invisible because she's a teenager and she's insecure. Dash can run super fast because he's like nine and they have a lot of energy. Uh, Jack Jack's a baby and he has all the powers because he's <laughs> full of unlimited potential. Baby. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's such it's an obvious thing to do, but it's such a smart thing because you know you could just be like, oh, let's give, you know, let's give them the coolest looking powers we possibly could give them. That'll be the biggest visual splendor or whatever. And they're like, no, let's give them something that makes sense to their characters and helps us understand them more. Um, but uh, what do you guys overall, what are your overall thoughts on the family and their whole dynamic and how they're written? Oh, I love it. I like them um, all. Yeah. There's a scene towards i guess towards the beginning where um uh what's what's her name elastigirl and mr incredible they're like having an argument in the living room and then the two kids walk in and like that whole oh that where they see uh, the magazine like turn the page yeah, turn, yeah, yeah. and then yeah yeah, yeah. that um, whole it's like the interactions between just the whole family and like each i mean all, all the members just individually but like the whole family the interactions are just they're awesome yeah um, <laughs> uh, Cody, what do you think about them? Oh, they're great. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yes. 
Uh, where this really shines, though, I think, is uh, with Syndrome. Oh, he's yeah. a great villain. One of my like favorite villains. Probably one of the best villains. He's, yeah, he's a fantastic villain. It's very much... Um, and it kind of like... It, no, it shows ahead. like it shows like what is like I mean you see this in all the best villains but it's like the best villains are the ones that are directly tied to or a result of the hero. And I don't know if that's the best villains. That's a I lot don't. of them. Well, Joker. He's directly Joke, he's directly tied to, tied to Batman. Well, he Batman didn't create him. He just yes he did. Joker, as a counter. He did. No, he didn't. Depends on your. The Joker does not exist without Batman. No, Batman gives him a need to exist, but they're. Like, are you talking about like a direct yeah. responsibility in the creation of the villain or the necessity for yeah. them? Great creation, not necessity. Both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I was just Good. confused. Okay. Glad we yeah. could sort that out. Good. I know. I, I agree. I agree. That's a lot of them are. Um, except for Bane because he breaks Batman's back, and that's really cool. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yes, I was wondering what would break first. Cody. Spirit? Oh, your body! Oh, your body! Crack, bam, dead. Oh, so good. Uh, but Syndrome, I yeah, he is... He's great, and his... <laughs> you got me the hit, You got me monologuing line kills me every single time. Those are like the little... The little things that this, do, this movie does to call out the the more out there and kind of silly parts of superhero movies and turn them into bona fide character traits and character moments is just so excellently done and so so wonderful uh and syndrome is just yeah like like you said Josh he's he's great do you have a favorite syndrome moment or little part of his character um probably i mean you know actually there's a, the scene towards the end. I mean, it's not like a thing about his character, but the scene at the end where he takes Jack Jack up into the air, mm-hmm. and Jack Jack just kicks his ass, and his <laughs> just his demise at the end. It's incredible. No capes. No pun intended. No capes. No capes. No capes. We got to talk about her. Yeah, she's uh, great. My God. Uh, Cody, other thoughts on Shindrome? No. Okay. Inter- a good evil plan just, too. Just like, just like all of my yeah. college classes, <laughs> not good at discussion. Sure, you are. You're great at it. Whenever we're talking about communism, you're just oh, all I'm over right the place. in there. Yeah. Uh, you know that the Soviet Union didn't like women. I did know that actually. The fuck? How many people did back then? Oh, you're right. That's too bad. Hey, they the just... '90s were a bad time for women. I think they were a bad time for fashion more so than women but then Ooh, again wolf. they were they were one of the people who had to suffer for bad fashion God. Hmm. speaking of fashion <laughs> speaking of fashion and let's talk about capes apes capes, capes oh capes right. uh well i want to talk a little bit about the production design of it because oh, um, there we go. early on in the movie like in that little montage we see it's like <laughs> That montage is put together like an old um, newsreel that they played before movies back in like the 30s with the grainy black and white footage and uh, Mr. Incredible's car. It, it, it feels futuristic, but also classical. And the best comparison I can give is to Batman the Animated Series, 
where it's got like mm-hmm. that Art Deco, like kind of mid gothic mid sixties New York feel, but the the technology is still uh, still advanced. And I've always been a I've always been a big admirer of how of this movie and how it um, and just how it looks and feels. I don't I, I don't think this the name of the city has a name, but it's one of my favorite superhero uh superhero cities and just how syndrome and all of his in his island and his guards and like his costume and all that all that how it's designed is just so cool uh and one of the most underrated parts of it is towards the middle of the movie and you're kind of in like the midpoint of the film uh where mr incredible breaks in to the lava room i suppose and his that that is like one of the greatest villain layers ever oh yeah yeah it's it's just a wall of lava that comes apart it's so cool and does that um it gets like weirdly sexual too doesn't this movie yeah yeah i mean like he's like flirting with that woman it's the first pg-rated pixar movie and the plot, one of the plot lines is, is Bob having an extramarital affair? Because <laughs> I found this, sure I is. found these clothes on him and he's hugging this woman and, you know, it's. But there's lipstick too, right? I think so. On his collar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Hmm. But that scene when he does break into the, through the lava wall and he kind of, it's, it's like your exposition dump, but it's done through just visuals and like the score when. Bob is like going through and he and he sees Syndrome's plan of how Syndrome lured all these superheroes there and he presented them with this machine and he used their strengths to like uh, and how they beat it to make sure it doesn't lose like that again and just until it's strong enough to where it can take down Mr. Incredible and then he can also take it down uh, and save the city and eventually give everybody else, everybody else powers so supers are irrelevant almost which I think is a great evil plan first of all. Uh, it just it ties perfectly into the story and is just a, an excellent compliment to um, just to the characters and their overall um, conflicts. And <laughs> the resolution is great too because Syndrome, in all of his hubris, he he played a machine that not only would uh, outthink and outsmart what Mister Incredible tried to throw at it, it would outthink and outsmart he how he would try to combat it and take it down and it's just and that's what ultimately it does him in at the end of the day it's so cool um but that scene in the behind the wall is i think my favorite of the movie just the way the music comes together and how bob's in one place and hell is in the other and they have to she has to like make the choice of what she does and that uh when when he gets found out and he starts running across the platform and those like sticky black balls whatever those are i those are so cool. Like they're such an interesting deterrent or like weapon to use against somebody. I don't know. I've, that's always stuck with me ever since I saw this. But um, what are some other things about uh, the villain and just the movie in general that you guys liked? Go ahead, Josh. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I think I just love Syndrome. I think he's a great villain just because he's so like you get where he's coming from. Like he's he's a tragic character, mm-hmm. like it's awesome, and the yeah that lair it's awesome. Um, the whole dynamic between him and also the woman I don't remember her name, the blonde Mirage girl. isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I love the dynamic between them and then with her and Mister Incredible. That's all great. 
Um, and it's there's a, like a whole subplot going on there, like in and of itself. And it's just, uh, it's so good. It's really just, it's compelling stuff. It's really great. Yeah. The thing that I think, and I, I'm pretty sure you guys will agree with me here, that sets this movie apart and turns it from very good to like all-time great, it's got to be Edna Mode. She is awesome. Is she not the great one of the greatest superhero movie characters ever put together? The fashion person, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Josh, Edna oh. Mode? She's great. Yeah. Um <laughs> No, I'm not I'm not that. Don't worry. Right. Okay. Um yeah, she's she's awesome. She's she's hilarious. She's probably the funniest part of the movie oh, other easily. than Syndrome, other than maybe Syndrome. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, think she she's might actually funnier. be the best part of the movie. She's maybe. she's so funny. Her everything the way she talks isn't who's is that's, she voiced by Brad Bird? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Apparently, at one point, they brought in Lily Collins to read for the part. Um, that would be weird because they had they had Brad Bird put down like the whatever the like put down a track, I guess, just to use for editing purposes. And they're just like, all right, well, we need to get like a real actor in here to to do the part. And they brought in Lily Collins, and somehow she heard Brad Bird's rendition. She's like, "What do you have me? F- Why am I here? Like, what do you need me for? You have it. Like, this is it's." you got to use this for the character, and that's what ultimately convinced them to to have Brad Bird do the voice. And I just so think I that's great. Thanks, thanks, Lily Collins. Yeah, hey, she could have she could have taken the paycheck, and she's like, no, the art must is more important in my opinion. <laughs> I need art. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she sounds like yeah, but Edna, like you said, Cody, she is absolutely hysterical, and she is, and this is also a. It's this is one of those things of kind of calling out the tropes of superhero movies is where the hell do they get their costumes? Like Peter Parker, <laughs> he made him his himself. Where did Batman Bullshit. get his suit? Dark Knight, they kind of, like Batman Begins trilogy, whatever. They kind of explain how the suit came together, sort of that they kind of bought individual parts and put them together. But you know, who made Superman's suit? Why can it withstand X amount of temperatures? And it's because you have Edna Mode, and she is. Such an just such an awesome firecracker little character, so many funny moments that are aren't just funny to kids. Like she's not talking about farting or anything like that. She's just so <laughs> small and intense, and it just it's immediately comical. And her little catchphrases of calling everybody darling and all that stuff is just it's so so entertaining. And this, like I said, it's what turns this movie from spoiler alert for my grade like a nine to a ten. Because she's just awesome in every possible way. Shit, I can't wait 10? to see. Oh, for me, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to see what they do with her in The Incredibles too. So, what are some other likes you guys got? Throw them out there, Cody. Uh, music is good. Um, my other likes, I like everything. It's just a great movie. I mean, yeah. it's a distinct part of my childhood i'm never not going to like this movie mm-hmm. until the second one ruins it <laughs> not my incredibles <laughs> uh josh what about you other likes i mean i mean we talked about the score that's what, something i love about it but the, the animation's great the mm-hmm. action specifically some oh, of the best god. action scenes in like any 
I mean, not just animated movie, but like superhero action, like the battles go, the fight between Mr. Incredible and the drone thing, the first one. Oh, that's awesome. It's awesome. Oh, man. Um, But the whole, and I love um, the part where Dash is running on the water. Mm Mm-hmm. That's really fun. The whole, oh, like, when he's uh, when he's in the tunnel, he like goes one way, and the guys come, and then he goes the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. he kind of through friction, yeah. he just kind of stands on the water for a second, and then just bails, and then two guys crash into each other. There's so, good. so many great. There's so many great action moments, like the where they they uh, jump out of the plane. The plane's crashing. They have to oh, jump out. That's amazing. Uh, at the and then toward the whole ending battle is amazing. Where and it's also really emotional. It's just. Oh, this movie is so good. I want. I didn't rewatch it before we talked about it, but I need to rewatch it. It's, it's yeah. so good. Um, the characters are all like all. There's like basically four main characters, and even not and them plus others are really fleshed out well. It's it's just they're all great. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I don't know if you guys just know this or not, but Syndrome was actually not going to appear past the opening uh, sequence, I guess. Uh, until relatively late in the game, they actually had a villain called Zarek, who was supposed to be the main antagonist in uh, The Incredibles. Did you guys know about that? I did not. Yeah. I, it was on the IMDb trivia, and there's no real indication uh, other than how he was handled in the comics of what his whole bit was going to be. But uh, Actually, no, it was to his goal was to rule the world and win Elastigirl's heart. Aw. Oh, yeah. That's super generic. I'm glad they changed it. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at the looking at what we know about Incredibles 2. I think that might be the direction they go with with the character of um Winston Deaver, who's going to be played by Bob Odenkirk. Um nice. But I'm not sure. Who knows. Uh but I would love to see what that original screenplay looked like. I know it wouldn't be as good because you can't get much better than the, than the Incredibles. Uh, but it's always a what if. Yeah, love to see what that would have been like. Um, but do you guys have any dislikes on The Incredibles? Do you? No. Here we are, Josh. <laughs> no, not really. No, or not really. Sounds like you got something. I I have none. Say it. Say I it. have none. My One God. other interesting thing I gotta I must note is. That at the beginning of the movie, when uh, when uh, Mr. Incredible and Frozone are kind of hanging out in their car, and what's a really great scene of like Frozone talking about this bad guy that he took down forever ago, like you can tell it's a story he's told a hundred times, but but Parr still likes to hear it. It's a very sweet moment. Um, but Frozone was actually the initial target to be the uh, to go to the island and face off with a robot again, and then uh, Mirage. At the last second, she kind of was surveilling them, and she decided that Mr. Incredible was m- was more worth uh, going after, which I thought was interesting. Uh, also, <laughs> I love the scene with Gazer Beam when he goes down into the into like the cave or whatever, and he hides behind Gazer Beam's dead body to avoid <laughs> to avoid the scanners. <laughs> it's another. Awesomely dark moment in a Pixar movie. Uh, (laughs) Names aren't very good of these superheroes. I'm going to say it. Well, I mean, Gazer Beam is just—it's like an easy target. Come on. I don't understand what you mean, Cody. Gazer Beam? Nope. Don't. I don't say. Would it it make more sense if I said, "Call me by your name"? (laughs) 
<laughs> Chalamet's or beam. Yeah. Uh, that's another underrated <laughs> thing about these is like, like I was talking about earlier with the, with the behind the lava wall sequence, he goes through, he cycles through all these superheroes that were brought ahead of time. And I would love to see the stories of these superheroes that either we only see a picture of, or we get like, we see them die or whatever. Like, the the world is so is populated full of these really interesting designs and these interesting looking people where I don't know, you could probably do a I would be mad to see a like a Nickelodeon not a Nickelodeon, like a Disney Channel show, animated show, based on the world of the Incredibles. I think that would work really, really well. It's definitely All right, Star a, Wars Rebels team, you're on it. Exactly. It's definitely uh a Imagine Dave Filoni doing that. I'd be so excited. <laughs> yeah. Universe I'd like to explore a lot more. Um. So yeah, I, like I said, I can't think of anything I didn't like about this movie. I think it's brilliant in just about every possible way. One of my favorite movies of all time. Perfect movie as far as I'm concerned. Um. And this, what are we thinking about the sequel? What are you? What do you hope to see? What? Uh, what are you curious? What are some things you're curious to to uh, to see unravel in the new film? I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see how the characters evolved and the consequences of the first movie, if there are going to be any, which there probably won't be. Yeah. Well, the I movie's going to pick Pixar up. sequels work. Yeah, but Incredibles two starts right where the first one ends when the with them uh, fighting the Underminer. So it looks like it's going to have some Talk very about a direct, direct sequel, if you know yeah, what I mean? Some direct repercussions. It's a lot like BVS in that sense that Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh cuz um at, at the end of the movie the guy who's charged with um uh with like relocating the Parr family, he says, you know, the that's for the politicians to figure out and it seems like that's the route that this the sequel is going to take where we're going to see the direct sort of aftermath of them saving the city. Um, which I think could be really, really, really cool. Uh, I hope I hope Parr goes back to the uh, the insurance office too, so he can with his boss, play by, who was played by Wallace Shawn in a brilliant role. I want to see what that guy's up to. If he still, you know, has a broken neck and all that. Wallace Shawn? Yeah, I think he is. He's old. A little bit. Well, everybody's old. All of our favorite people are old. Oh, the, the, they didn't get the same voice actor for Dash. Yeah, because he's kid's like fifty now, probably. They need to stop uh, casting children. Hey, as long as they didn't get Jungle Book Kid, I'm fine. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be a bummer. Uh, John Favreau, why? Why? Oh, well. What do you mean, Dad? <laughs> Let's keep going, Dad. What? Oh, all right. I'm just, I, I can't, I, you know what I mean. He's a yeah, shitty actor. I feel you. But it's a fun you. movie. Uh, let's see, want to give a grade? I've given mine, so I'll throw it a 10. Boom. Love it. Favorite movies. Cody? I think a 10. Yeah. Josh, don't, don't disappoint us now. It's great. But... It's great. That's what my rating. What is I don't give grades. Ooh, what a cool guy. Cool. So cool. I'll put you down for a 10. Uh, I, give it a, I give it a heart on the letterbox. That's what I give I've it. I've decided your grade for you. So 10 from Josh. <laughs> Cannon. 10s all around, boys. New one is 
about six months away. Five months away? I don't know. It's soon. It's coming up. Can't Five. wait for it. I'm I'm so excited to see the the <laughs> the audience breakdown of opening night of the Incredibles two. It's gonna be <laughs> half mean kids, age. half adults. The mean age is probably gonna be like twenty four, twenty five, something like that. Uh, the mean age? What's that? The average? Yeah. I would say it's probably gonna be more like eighteen. Really? Well, I th- I'm thinking. I like think, but but like millennials between be seventeen half kids and half half us. Yeah, but like millennials between seventeen and twenty five children and then the children's parents who are in the 17 to 25 range but have kids already because apparently that's something people do or like the 25 to 30 range maybe i don't know i'm gonna go ahead and say that 17 year olds aren't millennials oh that's right they aren't what are they called aren't they generation y i don't know all right go millennials though that's we're the best the great generation. No, it's Generation Z. Z? What's Y? Uh, I don't think they've used that yet. I don't know why. Uh, I think that's. I think that was said in place of baby boomers, maybe. Oh, go fuck yourself. There are no precise boomers. dates for when this cohort starts or ends, but demographers and researchers typically use the mid-90s to mid-2000s as starting birth years. My man. Okay, I guess that's fine. For Generation X or, or Y? Z? Z? Z. They say Z in in Europe, and Canada I don't understand it. It's Z. Come on, come on, Europe. This I is why everyone this else is Z. This is why the Nazis took o- took you guys over because you just don't Fuck have you, it. France. Seriously, come on, France. Uh, watching, reading, listening to Josh. Why don't you get us started? Um, what did I watch? You watch some movies. Read or listen to are options. I don't listen to anything, and I haven't read the book that I'm have a bookmark in in like three months. You're one of those people. Yeah, pretty much. Doesn't finish their books. Hmm. You want to do Goodreads? I want to see what books you're reading. Yeah, go on. Get on Goodreads. Yeah, maybe. More social media. <laughs> what do you want uh, to you know my what? life I online? Watched, I've oh, been re. I've been rewatching the MCU movies, and I just got to. The, I want to say I just got to the first Captain America. I don't remember what I ta- what I said about it when we talked about it. I think I said it was okay. It's a lot better than I remember it. Nice. Yep. Nice, nice. It's really, really, really good. I have not seen that since its first run on like FX or something like that. Or watched it really late at night, and I was just like, "Can we, can we get more Red Skull up in here?" And no, he's he's not. like he's he's not as he's not good. I know, but I thought he Eagle was going to be amazing. Like the whole movie, I, I was I like, "Oh, this guy's going to be awesome." And then they see, I remember thinking him. the movie was kind of whatever, but he was great. I watched it. The movie's great. He's just kind of a boring villain. Yeah, but he's a Nazi, so that he's immediately cool. Nazis are awesome. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh wait, I hope nobody takes <laughs> that out of context. <laughs> just cut that. Whoops. Hey, I heard you wanted a job. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Got you on the record here saying that Nazis are pretty cool. The heck's that all about? Oh, yikes! Nazi villains Sorry. are cool. Okay, okay. <laughs> History's greatest boogeyman. Uh, anything else, Josh? Um, you know what? I watched The Village. M Night Shyamalan movie. It's a very, very interesting movie. Do you like it? I I don't know. You don't know. 
Okay. I honestly don't know, and I've seen it. I saw it like four days ago, and I still can't figure it out. What a what are you kind of on the fence about? So to it's speak. The, so the movie itself. Yeah. It's there's a lot of great things in it, and it's in really the twist. I can, I don't want to. Spo- I mean, it's been out for like ten years. I don't. I don't know if it matters if I spoil it, but uh, the twists themselves are like they're mind blowing. But then when you think about them, none of them make sense. And they don't really align with the movie, and it kind of just makes the movie not that great. And then it retroactively makes the other parts of the movie not that great. But it's shot by Roger Deakins, and it's oh, is amazing it? to look at. Yeah, what? it's amazing to look at, and the score is great, and the acting's great, and the story, in concept anyway, is great, and just it's really interesting. But. Mm. I guess I get why it's the first movie that people kind of went, uh-oh, M. Night Shyamalan's not that great. Killed, killed the Shyamalan, man. I want to check that out if it's Deacons. I'm always, I'm always down for an interesting disaster. So, hashtag BVS. Uh, so, hmm, maybe I, I'll check I, that I out. Prefer, I prefer just straightforward good movies. Well, those are fun, but I like to see things that try and fail. That's always, That's always fun, too. It's like, why didn't this go well? Like, what about this isn't good? I don't know. There's value in failure. Uh, Through failure, you learn success. That's my inspirational quote Failure is the greatest teacher. We are what we grow beyond. What? what? We are what we grow beyond. I don't think that's the right quote. Yeah, it is. It's from The Last Jedi. We are what they grow beyond. Oh, yeah, that is. Fucking idiots. Oh, well. Yeah, Josh, you pleb. You're the Star Wars fan. I don't I only, know. I, I don't only, know nothing. I only, You're supposed to... I only had it at my number nine. That's true. Yeah, because you, you hate Star Wars. Hate Star Wars. Uh, well, don't 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 put weird draft things in Star Wars, and I will like it more. That doesn't ruin the whole movie. It, it ruins about 15 minutes of the movie. Oh my god! <sighs> Not even a Star Wars fan. Not even. God, I've never heard Star anybody Wars hate Star Wars more. Seriously, what? <laughs> what audience score did you give it, Josh? Like a one. How many bo- how many was... Russian bots did you buy? Cody, why don't you go up next? Oh, boy. Um let's see. My last four movies on Letterboxd. What have you been reading? Really... Tell me about the red whatever book that you recommended. Ah I've read it twice since the podcast has started. Really? Is that good? Yeah, I love it that much. Okay. The sequel just came out. It's like good Hunger Games. Hunger Games is good though, but it's better it's Hunger better Games than Hunger Games because it's just it's more violent and the world is a lot cooler. And I'm just way more into it than Hunger Games because it's yeah. Hunger Games kind of goes off the rails towards the end. I would read the book, Mason. That's so Red Rising number one. Okay. Is it's this Red Rising is the name of the book. I just got done with the fourth one. Oh, there's four. Oh jeez. Yeah. One just came out like two weeks ago. Yikes. Alright. I'll give him a look. I think uh I don't I'm trying to decide what book I want to read next, so maybe that I'm gonna buy it for you. Then you'll right. have to. Thank you. Uh, is that, you good? All set? Yeah. Cool. Uh, there are a couple movies I want to talk about real quick. Uh, one of which is Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Sequel to one of my favorite movies of all time, 
Gremlins. It's not as good. It's not going to be as good as the original Gremlins because that is what, Cody? Cinematic perfection. I agree. Um, cool. Have you seen it? No. Uh, this Christmas. Movie homework. Uh, Gremlins New Batch is t- probably twice as crazy. And <laughs> there's even a scene where Phoebe Cates uh, starts to give like a monologue, like her Santa speech from the first one. And Billy's like, no, come on, we got to get out of here. And cuts her off mid-weird Santa speech. It's so funny. Uh, but it takes place in like a... Oddly enough, it's it, it takes place in like a pseudo Trump Tower, which is really weird. But it's like Uh-oh, a mishmash of Trump Tower and a bunch of other stuff. Like the the guy's name is Daniel Clamp or something like that, and he's got bad hair and he's crazy. And the similarities kind of end there. But it was just I didn't know that going in. I was like, wow, this is not fun to experience this whole thing. But uh, there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of just crazy, insane set pieces and production design and effects and all that stuff and i i could not if you like gremlins i could not recommend gremlins two more it is such a blast to watch uh i also saw white heat with james cagney which was pretty good it was you know made in 1949 so the acting is as always kind of bleh old Uh, movies suck yeah fuck you citizen kane citizen kane's good that's, that's I've never seen deal. that. You want to hear have? something disgusting? I've never seen that movie. Uh, well, okay. Just watch it. Make sure you do. Uh, but what I really want to talk about is a movie that I read in one day. All 600 Red. pages of it. Of the small, at least of the small, like, plain version. Ready okay. Player One. Hold on one second. Yeah. You just called that a movie that you read. Are you talking about a book? You read that book in one day? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I like. That's it. my whole point. You made a mistake, and I was calling you out on it because you're dumb. But in reality, I'm a smart boy. I, oh, read, I read a whole book in a day. Done it was like before. ten pages. I've never done that in my life. Oh, you should. It's a very rewarding experience. It's like a movie. I could, yeah, it does I make could, you feel good. I could watch two movies in that time. Watch like four movies in that time. I once, um, my friends wouldn't let me go see the Hunger Games movie until I read the book. Oh, God. So I Good read the whole book in one day. Well, that, how long was it? Like 310, 320? It's not that long. It's a young adult novel. Yeah. But still, that was the first time I've ever done that. 600 pages is super impressive. Well, it was 600, but like, I think it was 300 or something normal. I'm not sure. Cause it like it was one of those oh, like really like a small, small one. version of it. Yeah, oh. yeah. So Why? I'm not I'm trash, but it was a Target for like eight dollars, and I was there I was just like yeah, whatever. Yeah, three eighty five is the the normal account. So you know, I think that I think overall it took me like four hours maybe in total read time maybe. I don't know. All right. But I really I liked it. Uh, have you read it, Cody? I haven't. I heard it's kind of shit. Josh, you have not. I'm assuming because the movie's out, mm, you don't do that. No. No. Um, hmm. It makes... I don't think it's shit, but I've kind of soured on it the, the further I've gotten away from it. Um, it was a much it was a much better reading experience than it was, like, a good book. Um, because it's, you know, the movie... Or the, the book is about a... So basically, The Cursed Child. 
Except no? it's not fun reading plays. Yeah, it was not fun I, reading I, I First fun. Child because I hated it whilst I was reading it. And then I finished it out of obligation, not because I wanted to. Uh, but this is, you know, the the book is about this guy who builds the Oasis, which is like this big, expansive VR, whatever. And it's like the biggest thing in the world. The world sucks, so everybody goes on the Oasis to live their lives. And then he dies and leaves a a contest for people to find an Easter egg he hid in the Oasis. And if they get it, they win his whole fortune and they win control of the Oasis. So a bunch of people go to hunt it, and this other corporation who wants to gain control of the Oasis to like put ads in it and charge people for it. They want to get it too. And it's just this hunt thing. And much like Incredibles, I think it starts off and it kind of builds its world really well. And it's really interesting. Um, but then unlike the Incredibles, the characters are kind of bleh. And the dialogue is cringy as hell. And just overall <laughs> really uncomfortable and the you know it's got so you have to collect these three keys to get through these three gates to find the easter egg and i thought that oh you know the the quest to get these keys is going to be like the things you have to do are going to be like these puzzles or whatever and they kind of come and go and like within 10 pages somebody gets a key and goes to a gate and then they're all done and they're moved on to the next thing and it, it just it's it's very abrupt and you don't really get to uh, kind of experience that part of it because like in i think in the fourth harry potter book when he goes into the maze uh he has a bunch of challenges too where he has like a sphinx where he has to solve a riddle and like figure challenges and figure out these problems and and this is just like, oh, I played this video game, and then I won, and then I went to this other thing, and I did this really easily. Like, I, like in one of them, he gets a key or gets to a gate by living, by experiencing and reciting the entire movie of Ferris Bueller's Day Off or something like that, where he just goes through the movie, and he gives lines and performs actions based on the movie. And that's how they uh, accomplish this task and move on. And it's just like, oh, that's cool. And then the 80s references were just made me want to kill myself in time at times. Like they, it's, Yeah, that's what I heard. That's it's one, one and a half pages of, yeah, it's one and a half pages of exposition about this video game or whatever that. And it's a nice sentiment. Like I like the, the idea of it is that this the guy who founded the game, whenever he found out somebody he worked for didn't, ha, didn't understand a reference or know of an obscure game, he would get really upset because he was kind of on the spectrum and he'd fire him on the spot and he just, he'd get pissed off. <laughs> and the entire the idea of it is that this guy, he just wanted people to love the things that he loved. And I think that's the, that's sort of the author speaking through the whole thing. And I really like that. I think that's a very nice message and everything, but the book just, it sort of became a mishmash of just nostalgic references to things and, a quest that ultimately didn't feel very, that wasn't very satisfying and some really rough character work, but I enjoyed reading it to me. It's like the movie equivalent of, I didn't even know, uh, Batman forever, I guess it's like, yeah, there's nothing real substantial here, but it's, I can watch it on a, when I'm sick and it's like a sick day movie. This is like a sick day book almost. So, uh, 
I, from what I understand of the subreddits that I've been on, the movie seems like it's doing, it's like kind of redoing the whole thing and making the challenges a bit more interactive, I suppose. And the the writer of the book is this one of the screenwriters, so it's all happening with his permission. But um, I think I hopefully the movie's going to be better, and that's. <laughs> You, nine times out of ten, the book is always better than the movie, just because they have more time. But this is a rare case where I'm thinking the movie's going to be a lot better than the book. Or at least I hope so. So, Well, you have the greatest director of all time. so That's true. And hopefully he can wring some more out of it than what's there. So, uh, Do you guys know that Hook has tw- like 27% in Rotten Tomatoes? It's ridiculous. That gave me cancer. Yeah, I've never seen it. Hook uh, is amazing. Hook's awesome. That's uh, one of my favorites. <laughs> have you not seen That's, Hook? It's like a nineties. Awesome. I, I was never interested. I don't know. How but it's, it's but fucking it's awesome. I was I was busy watching The Lion King four hundred times. Weirdo. S M F H fam. That is disgusting. I've got some. I've got Schindler's List before we do our top. 10 or 5 Spielberg episodes. That's your, that's your next homework, by the way. I'm letting you know. Well, I'm already going to do it, so you might as well think of something else. All right. I have well, it on I DVD. Have, it's sitting well, in already, the room. I already have your one after that, too. I have, like, your next six planned already. Jesus. So maybe you should watch your movie. You're shooting yourself in the foot here. Yeah, well... I want Donald Gleason movies only, though, from what, now on. What do you have to watch, Josh? What's your movie? I can't remember. I don't remember. Some it's called Frank. Frank. It's got yeah. Big Dick Fastender and the best actors ever lived. Donald Gleason. Donald Gleason. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. So, there's some Incredibles talk. There's some Black Panther talk. There's some Ready Player One talk, and that's gonna there's some Michael Fassman thick talk too. Yeah. Next time, we're gonna be chatting about a movie that is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year. One that Josh and I are both newly obsessed with, uh, which I will be watching for the second time in about six months. Yeah, so I think I might fun. watch it again too. Yeah. It's awesome. Can you tell me what it is, please. It's a secret. I'll text you. Uh, uh, also, coming up next week, uh, we'll have some trailers to discuss, including one for some space adventure oh, yeah. about a scoundrel. And also, Hopefully. most importantly, Mission Impossible. Uh, so until like next that, time. went to a South Park voice for that. Mission Impossible. Uh, so until next time, you can follow us at underscore RealFlix on Twitter. And as always, leave an iTunes review. Uh, I We'll read them sometime. Well, I don't know. Go vote on our poll that's up right now that you should be voting for Queen. Vote. Nah, Abbott is just as good. Until next time, Josh Cody, take it easy. Later. You waiting for a goodbye? I'm waiting for some acknowledgement. That's it. Bye, boys. Bye.